Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Evan Knowles and Logan Jones here. Uh, we just sat down with Kevin Casey and we had a really um, special but emotional uh, episode here. Um, Kevin really wanted to get on the podcast and just talk about what reach is and, and, and what Landon was working so hard to accomplish, uh, but also probably more importantly, just for everybody, uh, really just kind of reminisce uh, Landon Casey's life. Um, he was truly a Renaissance man who um, was a world champion wakeboarder, uh, a champion bodybuilder, a painter, a guitarist, an entrepreneur, and just a friend. You know, he really became one of our good friends um, in the short amount of time that, that we got to know him. Um, and he just loved to have a good time. Um, I remember so many good memories of being around Landon and just we had so many good times. And that was really one of his major goals in life was to make sure that everybody around him uh, was having a good time. Um, unfortunately, Landon passed away. Um, and everybody that 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 knew him um, said that he lived a lifetime that, uh, you know, everybody would dream of in just a very short period of time. Um, and so we sat down and, and had a great conversation with with Kevin. Um, and I remember that, you know, the first time we met him was uh, interviewing him about reach um, at the uh, campus on UK at UK. Um, and we were just talking to him about about reach. And eventually that that led to a friendship. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that friendship developed. Um, and I just really began to appreciate the attitude he came to life with. You know, we talked about that a lot um, on the episode um, and just his, his overall personality. Uh, it was something that brought a crazy amount of energy to the room that he was in. Um, and he was doing the same with Reach. Uh, Reach was going to be um, and is going to be, you know, something special to see the progress of what they can do. Um, and, and Kevin is helping you know, keep that legacy going, um, that business going, you know, after, after Landon passed. Um, so it was just a really great time to sit there and reminisce, um, you know, what, what Landon's life was all about. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. Um, first off, I'm going to recommend that you guys, uh, if you aren't familiar with Landon and the story of reach, uh, go back and listen to our episode with him. That's episode 77 where he highlights what he was trying to do with reach and his background. And that actually is to date our most popular episode, which just kind of speaks volumes to the kind of person that Landon was. Um, he was known by a lot of people. He was loved by a lot of people. Pretty much anyone that interacted with him, uh, came away feeling energized and wanting to go and just kind of like take life and, Live like Landon, as we'll get into talking about in this episode. Um, but yeah, this was a this was a really tough episode. This was one that um, I I held it together throughout the interview, um, but kind of a moment of vulnerability here. Once I got home, um, I called my dad to kind of talk to him about it because as Kevin was talking, it just made me think a lot about my relationship with my dad. Um, as uh, Landon and Landon and Kevin kind of had a similar similar relationship, and man, I just broke down. It's just uh, it's heavy stuff. So keep that in mind as we're going through this. This was a really tough interview for us. It was a tough interview for Kevin, just because uh, you know remembering these memories is sometimes uncomfortable. But you know we ultimately want to uh, highlight a couple different things. We want to highlight Landon's life. He lived an incredible life in the the 22 years that he was here, um, and we also want to make sure that you know. If you have some relationships like that in your life, cherish them because um, tomorrow is never guaranteed. So we really uh, appreciate Kevin for taking the time to come here and do this and talk about what he's trying to do with Reach, what he's trying to do with the Live Like Landing uh, Foundation. So, uh, yeah, this is one of those interviews that you guys are just going to have to listen to and um, approach it knowing that this comes with a lot of baggage to it. 
Um, but Evan and I are, are truly honored to be able to remember Landon's legacy like this. And again, just want to want to thank Kevin for taking the time and the energy and the emotional energy more than anything for coming and allowing us to kind of get some closure from all this because I it it did feel like that was kind of closure in my book, being able to talk about the memories we had with Landon. So uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this episode. We hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Evan Knowles here and Logan Jones. We're sitting down with Kevin Casey, who's the father of Landon Casey. Um, and we're going to talk about reach today. But before we get to that, we sat down and had a good conversation and a good dinner right before we came over here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I yeah. appreciate it. We're really excited to dive into this. Uh, Landon's episode to date is still the most popular Episode, by far. <laughs> by far. Uh, and it's very obvious why. And it'll become more obvious to those that maybe haven't listened to that episode. Uh, as we go through this one, it's probably going to become more and more obvious why that was. Right. Um, but let's dive in. Um, what I wanted to do before we get into anything was kind of lay out the format of these interviews. I'm sure just like with Landon's episode, we'll get a lot of new listeners that haven't listened to any of our previous episodes. So I want to make sure that we keep you engaged the whole time and you know where the conversation is going. Um, so what we're going to talk about a few things we want to talk about, um, Kevin, your background, um, digging to reach a bit and its progress and how you got involved in reach and, you know, Landon's, um, involvement in that and what he pushed and what he built prior to, um, him passing away. We're going to talk about what made Landon so special. I do want to spend some time on that because uh, I think that's really important to talk about and, and remind people and, and remember that, um, those memories, then I want to talk about some learnings related to this experience you've gotten, and then we'll end, as we always do, with the forward-looking statement into the future. Um, and so let's dive into your background first. So talk about where you're from and what you do professionally right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Breckenridge County. It's down. It's about an hour southwest of Louisville, midway between Owensboro and Louisville. And uh, I'm in the utility business mostly. <laughs> I, I dabble in a lot of other things, but uh, the propane and natural gas business, uh, the propane end of it, we've been in business since 1938. I'm third generation. Uh, my grandfather started it. My father got into it. And my brother and I, we went to UK, graduated and came back home and have been working there, living in the county and, uh, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's quiet, you know. It's peaceful. It's a very peaceful place. I remember yeah. driving out there, and it was yeah. a really beautiful land. Um, not a whole lot of. What's the closest big city? Um, probably Owensboro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably about forty-five minutes from there. I'd say. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's laid back. You know, it's uh, it's Mayberry RFD. Yeah. <laughs> you said you grew up or you, you live right beside your dirt bike track too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've got a little dirt bike track right beside my house. So, you know, that's one of the many good things about living out in the country. You yeah. know, my neighbors, they don't complain about it because the drag strips actually right behind my dirt bike track. So on Friday and Saturday nights, they, they light it up over there until, you know, two or three o'clock in the morning. So me riding my dirt bike, you know. That's probably pretty tame. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. <laughs> we wanted to, you know, start with 
Talk about the first time Landon approached you with Reach um, and, and what you thought of it and kind of give us, you know, the first memories you had of, of this developing. You know, it, I think it all goes back to if you remember the last podcast and then you were talking to Landon about that. And uh, Landon was constantly, uh, you know, bouncing ideas off of me. You know, he'd come to me about two or three times a week. What do you think about this, Dad? What do you think about that? You know, what, what you know, he was always, it, it wasn't about making money. He, he wanted to start something, you know, that was going to be successful. And so, you know, most of the time, I would like to say I wasn't a pessimist. I was an experienced optimist. And so, you know, I'd say, well, you know, I don't know about that. But then one day he came to me with that. And we just kind of laid it out, laid out the pros and cons of everything. And after we did, I said, I think it'll work. You know, you're right, you know, because uh, I, I saw what was going on with social media from them being involved in wakeboarding at a you know early age and how social media was so big in that community for picking up sponsors and stuff like that. And then when he was telling me about that, you know, he said, there's, there's nobody out there for the regular people, you know, to help the regular people in the small businesses connect. And uh, I told him, I said, you know, I think that would be awesome if you can pull that off. Did, did you play kind of a mentorship role for him when it came to business? It sounds like you guys were really close anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he would ask me about this or ask me about that. And I would give him my honest opinion, just mm -hmm. like my dad gave yeah, me. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And, you know, sometimes it'd be opinions that, you know, he would go with and sometimes opinions that he didn't like and he went the other way. But that's the way it is, you know, in any business, you know, you got to follow your heart. And he always did that, you know. Uh, so that I think will help anybody in, in any type of business that they are. They got to follow their heart, yeah. you know. And so, with that being said, he, you know, he just basically grabbed the bull by the horns and just took off with it. I mean, from the get go, you know, he, it, it's hard for people to wrap their head around starting a business from scratch, from nothing, you know. And, uh, but he did, it. he did, it, you know, and, uh, if he couldn't figure out how to do it himself, he, he wasn't shy about going and asking for help. You know, you, you all know him. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> shy was not in his vocabulary. No way. So, not anywhere near it. <laughs> you know, he was, he was going to go find somebody that knew how to do something. And, uh, so that's what he did. And, uh, you know, he started working toward it and just landing, uh, could get really focused on something. And when he got this, you know, when I told him it, I thought it would work, uh, that's all it took. You know, it was just like I opened the floodgates for him and he took off working as hard as he could on it. You know, it was, before we dive more into reach here at dinner, you called Landon uh, a Renaissance man. So just to, to try and do Landon, all his talents some justice, talk a little bit about what all he liked to do and how he kind of just took life by the horns and, and did everything he could. Yeah. You know, he, uh, it just seemed like it, at some point in time when he was, I don't know, I think it was right after he broke his leg wakeboard, you know, he was, he was really giving it everything he had trying to make it, uh, make that, you know, his goal, you know, do that and actually make a living on it. And he broke his leg and 
then suddenly it was just like when he was bedridden, it was just like all of a sudden uh, his whole brain just started operating. You know, you hear left left side, right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no, you know, left side. It just, the whole thing just opened up and took off. And, you know, he, he just started learning so much stuff, learning music, learning how to paint, you know. He just devoured books, you know. He could... I've never seen anybody read a book as fast as he could. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, photography, videography, uh, music, uh, learned how to play the guitar. It was crazy. We weren't musical at all. And one day he told me he was going to learn how to play the guitar, and it didn't seem like in any time he was playing it. And I was, I was like, that's crazy. How would you do that? Same way with painting, you know. Up until then, I'd never seen him do anything. And then... Uh, one day he wanted to paint some stuff, and we went out and bought him a canvas and stuff because he couldn't do much, you know. He was on crutches, and he took off, and the next thing we knew, we were like, "Wow, you know, I, you know." I don't, I don't know how to explain it. He was, uh, he was a Renaissance man. It was just like he, and he just, it, he wanted to try so many different things, learn so much, do so much, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that's what made him more of that than anything, you know. It it didn't matter whether it was painting one day or going out and, hey, let's lift weights, you know. Uh, and uh, the next day it might be, hey, let's go play music. Or the next day it might be uh, uh, reading Steve Jobs' book in two days and coming back and telling me about it, you know. He just had this insatiable appetite for knowledge and mm-hmm. and. Yeah, and and one of those next big things he wanted to learn about and and do was starting a business, right? And that that's where you know Reach came in. And I remember uh, the first time I met Landon was at the Gadden College of Business, and I think I met you that night too. Um, and he was so energetic, and then told us all about Reach. And I want to revisit just for the audience that might not know about Reach, and just kind of explain, spend some time here explaining what Reach is and Neural's progress. And so give us um, the rundown on. Um, what Reach is and, and what Landon was building. Yeah, Landon wanted to build a platform where the influencers out there in social media could get together with the businesses and actually get paid for influencing, you know, and vice versa. The businesses could use influencers to advertise their businesses and uh, not just for the Kim Kardashians out there, you know, for every mom and pop that's out there, business, and the people that had like 500 followers or 1,000 followers. The, the thing that makes them different than other people is that if somebody was to post something about a product or a place they ate, most everybody knows, say that guy's got 500 followers. Well, he must really like that. He must be passionate about that product. He's not just doing it because he got paid. You know, he liked it. He really did. And people... Landon saw that because that's the way he was. He was passionate about stuff. And so we think that by offering that up to smaller influencers and the smaller businesses, it could be a, a win-win for both of them. We want to make a real simple platform that they can get on there, that anybody can get on there. It, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be this techie, crazy, you know, 
social media whiz. Uh, anybody can get on there and figure it out in a couple of minutes. And maybe they get out there and maybe they make a little money. Maybe they get a coupon or something like that. But in the meanwhile, it helps those small businesses. And right now, that's what the small businesses really need. Because with all this going on, they've lost a lot of their following. And they're going to need to bring people back out there. Problem is, is they don't have the money. You know, most businesses don't after being shut down for any type of advertising. You know, how are you going to advertise? You know, you've just been shut down for three months. Well, you could maybe get on this platform and get your word out. You know, that, hey, we're open again. Come see us. You find some local person that used to come in there and maybe they get paid a little bit of money, but that person probably isn't going to post unless they really like it anyways. So, you know, so it's all about the people's passionate. That's a big word in all this, being passionate and and genuine. And I, I think that's what people will see in this, you know. Now, that's not to say that reach maybe later on down the road will deal with bigger companies. Who knows where this will go, you know. But that's where we want it to go right now, and that's what Landon wanted to do, was to help everybody out there, not just the great big million-dollar companies or the Kim Kardashians or whatever, you know. Right. And kind of walk us through, because, you know, we got to interview Landon kind of right when this was kicking off, and we we got to rehash the story of the opening night at the Roxy and how Reach was involved in that. And actually, I want to kind of touch on that story because we talked about how that was the manual way of building reach. He went out and did this event and essentially used micro influencers to build this big event. And Evan and I had a big smile on our face talking about it. Cause we remember being there in the line that was there and Landon walking around in a suit and bringing, bringing people in and everything. Um, but kind of talk about the progress Landon had, uh, building, building reach and then where you've kind of picking it, pick it up and taking it up and where you're taking it now. Yeah. He, uh, you know, in the beginning it, it took a good little while, uh, probably about a year, you know, to get most of the software developed and get to that point. But then when he got to a certain point, he, he thought he needed, he needed proof to show people that, hey, influencers do work, you know. So basically he, like you said earlier, he became that case study. He became that influencer that was going to post about a certain place and when people saw him post about this place, the people that knew him knew that he was passionate and genuine, that this was a real deal. This was going to be a big, big to do that night. He wasn't going to get on there and, and you know, just blow smoke. He, you know, he was getting on there telling everybody, hey, come, this is going to be big. And by doing that, he actually became, you know, proof, living proof that, this works, you know, and that's what he was going to do was use this as a case study to other places, you know. So he used himself basically as a guinea pig. You know, it could have gone the other way very easily. So I'm – some more context around this. I'm, I'm friends with uh, the owner of the Roxy. He's actually a mentor of mine. And it's true um, that it definitely could have gone the other way because, um, you know, talking with Sam White who also works there and, um, you know, with Ryan uh, who owns it, um, you know, they really didn't have a whole lot of – otherwise planned to market this event and market the opening from what I understand. And he looked at Landon and said, this is, this is you, like, this is what we need. We need your help. And I waited in line 30 minutes. Logan waited in line 30 minutes. I was blown away 
and how successful Landon um, and Sam and, and those guys, you know, made that grand opening for Roxy, knowing that they didn't have a whole lot behind it. It was just their po- popularity and their influence on the on the Lexington market um, and the campus uh, that drove that kind of approach and that kind of reception to that business. Yeah, and it, it all went back to, uh, you know, being a small business, you know, needing help. And also, Landon's not Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but, you know, he had quite a few followers. But what, you know, it all goes back to, too, Everybody knew when he was posting about stuff that he was passionate about it, you know. So they wanted to get on board. If he was passionate about it, they wanted to try it. And he knew it would work for other people, you know, doing things that they were passionate about, whether it was fitness, whether it was beauty, whatever, you know, uh, uh, that that would work also for small businesses. So he just basically, you know, like I said, he put himself way out there on that one. You know, it, it was it could have easily gone the other way, but it didn't. And I think that's proof positive right there that it works. So, yeah, um, here later in the episode, I do want to talk a bit about, um, you know, how you've you know dealt with the passing of, of Landon. And I think there's a good learning opportunity there later. And I want to get to that. But I do want to touch on is when, when Landon did pass away um, and you kind of looked at um, the world after that had happened and, and started to see what you want to do with reach. Um, what were some of the first things you did to say, I want to continue this? And why did you want to continue continue reach? Well, you know, it it was probably the next day I, I told my wife, uh, I said, you know, he's worked way too hard to let this just fade away. You know, it had so much potential. He worked way too hard. And I said, you know, I'm going to take it upon myself to try to make, finish this. Landon was really, really close to getting it finished. But, you know, he he didn't get it finished. So uh, I decided, you know, at that point, I just put my head down and I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this, you know, finish this for him. And win, lose, or draw, you know, at least I know I will have known I gave it my best shot. You know, I gave it everything I had. And in doing that, I reached out to several of his close friends that knew him, that knew about Reach, and I started uh, touching base with some of them. And uh, the ones I touched base with, they were really good. They were like, uh, we'll do whatever whatever it takes, you know. And they they stepped right up. Uh, every one of them have been stand-up people, you know, and they have been such a huge help. But... Uh, the, the biggest issue we had was, uh, you know, when Landon was doing all this, I was busy with my other work and everything. And so I basically, I told him, I said, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to do it on your, you know, on your own, because I've got a lot of other uh, irons in the fire too, you know? And uh, so I really never did, we never did sit down and delve into the whole workings of it. I knew the general you know, what he was doing, but, you know, I didn't know everything. Man, did I not know everything. And so it took us a little while to get up speed. After after this was all over, we didn't realize what all he had done and how much work it was. And uh, so it took us, you know, several months just to 
kind of get a handle on all this between all of us because we all knew bits and pieces. He knew the whole thing. Uh, But it took us all to try to put all those bits and pieces back together. Makes sense. And and when we were getting dinner, you said that, you know, this is largely a a labor of love that you want to continue this for him. But it's also you have put a charity piece to this and a foundation. And I want to get to the foundation. I don't want to talk about it yet because I want to give it its time. But talk about how you've connected this to, um, you know, the community and also just wanting to push this forward for him. Yes. And that's a big part of it, too, is we started a foundation in his name. And we'll talk about it a little later. But uh, there'll be a percentage of this, anything that REACH makes is going to go back into that foundation. So, you know, I want people to know that we're not out. It's not about the dollar. You know, we're out there trying to finish his dream and help this foundation help other people just like he would have wanted in things that they that he was interested in. So we're not like every other. We're not like a lot of these other companies that you might see out there in this this field that are just doing it for the dollar. You know, uh, we've got a greater cause. Yeah, that's always important. It's important for everybody working on it too. It, it keeps you going. It keeps us focused. Yeah, the the money is you know obviously you have to you know businesses have to make money, but at the same time, if that's the main driver, oftentimes that's not sustainable. Yes, you know it's not sustainable for the business, and it's not sustainable for the employees or you know the community in the world. Right, we're starting to see that you know the the business models of the past and really hardcore capitalism nowadays when it comes to um the uh climate and so many other things in the world you know it can it can do some damage and i think right. that now businesses are starting to realize that they've got to have some kind of purpose ingrained into the culture of the business right and you do you got to give back yeah you you got to give back otherwise what are you doing out there yeah. you know yeah. So before we move on from reach, I kind of want to talk about where it is now. And I, I saw you posting some stuff about the sites up and it looks like you guys have a beta ready to go. So kind of update us on where it is. Currently. Yes. Uh, yeah, we, we do. Uh, well, we're actually after next week, we will go live in beta mode. And yes, we got that. We've got a working platform finished. And so we're probably going to go about a month in beta mode, getting a lot of feedback from several businesses that we've kind of handpicked. And uh, during that period of time and getting the feedback, we're going to do a few more little changes to it. And then after about a month, uh, we're going to be ready to rock and roll. That's super exciting. Yes, it is. I, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird. I'm yeah. sure. You know? I'm sure. And to kind of transition this into the, the Live Like Landon Foundation, one of the things I've really admired – um, as all this has gone on is how you guys have taken that. I can't imagine how much pain you've gone through and turned this into something positive, ultimately by starting this live like Landon foundation. So let's go ahead and dive into that. Uh, fill us in on, on what it is and what it, what, what its purpose is. Yeah. The, the foundation is, uh, we're going to try to help people that lead, inspire, um, create, you know, and, uh, that's what Landon was all about, you know, and, uh, by, by saying that, what we mean is, you know, we're going to give out scholarships. Uh, might not be every year, you know, because it, we're we're not going to give the kid who wrote the best essay the scholarship, you know, or the kid that was the fastest on the football team or anything like that. It's going to be people that were like him, a Renaissance person, you know, and not every year there's going to be a kid like that. But when they do come around, we're going to help them. And the same way with, we want to help like startups, you know, 
if we can help them in any way, get off the ground, we're going to do that. Same way with people that are maybe interested in music, the arts, you know, things of those natures too. You know, uh, uh, I would I would like to say, you know, I'd like to get maybe back, give back to UK's uh, boot camp, you know, where we all met, you know, helping uh, helping those people. You know, uh, that's a big thing, big thing out of all this is trying to make something out of all this, you know, and uh, I think that's the best best way that we can do it is to try to give back. You know, that was another thing. There was two things on my mind as soon as the very next day this all happened was I told my wife, I said, one, I said, we're not going to let his business die. And I said, two, we're going to we're going to do something to help people, you know, give back. Well, it's, it's like you're taking everything he was involved in and everything he was passionate about. Yeah. And you're just, you know, Landon did a great job of getting other people passionate and other people excited and other people moving. And, you know, we talked a little bit about this at dinner as well. Um, but it seems like the Live Like Landon Foundation is going to take that a step further and, you know, try to provide the means so that yeah. people can continue to be that, that to continue to live like Landon. Essentially. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, there's no, you know. You can you can go. We've got a website up, and you can go on there and nominate somebody. Uh, you can donate on there. Uh, you know we've done pretty well for no longer than we've started. I, I've got to admit we've had a lot of help, uh, but we're not done yet. And by Reach being successful, you know it will help this be successful. Mm -hmm. And when it's successful, other people out there will be successful. Yeah. You know. I do want to talk about the name of this foundation for a bit and relate it back to, you know, Landon and talk about why you chose that name and what that what that means and what it actually means to live like Landon. You mentioned it there. A lot of renaissance, a lot of passion, um, being involved in a lot of things and giving your all. Um, and I just want, kind of wanted to, like, talk about, you know, a few memories that, you know, we might have that really kind of give a perfect example of of what it means to be him. And, you know, I can I can start and um, I remember when I first met him. Um, it was at the boot camp, and uh, after the boot camp, I met him a couple more times. And you know, I, I can admit that the first couple times that I'd met Landon, I was like, this, this is not real. Like this guy is, this is an act. Like this, no way this guy can have this much energy. He can't treat people like this all the time. That he's just so nice to everybody. It almost came across as too nice. And I'm like, this is. I don't know how I feel about this guy. But then I just kept hanging out with him because he kept asking me to hang out, and I, I enjoyed being around him. And then I started to realize this is this is real because we started talking about more things than just reach. Um, we had talked about things we we're also passionate about outside of business, traveling, um, music. We had a very similar music taste, and we just started hanging out. You know, it was probably three or four times we hung out outside of the context of business and reach. And then I started to realize that again, like I said, that was truly his personality, and I was kind of taken aback. And I realized the kind of effect that it had on me and I started inviting some other friends around him because I was wanting to share that, you know, with people. I'd never come across somebody like that. And I I started to invite him to some of my gatherings that I had with my friends normally and invited friends. You know, Landon invited me over several times and I invited people over with me and made sure to share that. And I remember I walked out of his house one time with one of my buddies and uh, my buddy, after we left, looked at me and said, what did I just witness? Like, similar to what I had first thought. And he's like, can somebody really be like that? And I'm like, that's, that's him, man. Like that is who he is. Um, and just looking back, it was just like a, it was like a morale boost. Yeah. You know, we'd be sitting there and we'd be watching TV or whatever we were doing, talking, just sharing stories. And 
whatever might have been bothering us at the time or stress or a test, you know, or business things that I was working on that was stressing me out. Um, when we were together, all that went away because it was just you and him. And he was so intense with you in that moment, whether it's sharing stories or listening. And it was genuine. Um, and that was that was something that was special. And, um, you know, obviously it, it really was was painful and it really saddened me to get the news that, that he had passed away. But, you know, when I was at that visitation, I saw the amount of people that were there. Um, I realized that that was the the true realization that he had affected so many people the same way he affected me. Um, and that it was truly genuine because you can't have that many people show up to something like that unless he affected some that number of people that deeply. Um, and I just thought that was so special. Yeah. Yeah, he was that person. You know, he was... He loved people, you know. He loved uh, their stories, you know. He he wanted to know as much about them, you know, as he wanted to let you know about himself. Yeah, it was kind of a hard hard line sometimes. It is. But <laughs> but you know, uh, he really was like that, you know. I mean, uh, I think we I thought about this several times with all this COVID and everything. And I'm like, uh, I don't think Landon could function, you know, because he always first thing you walked in, he was going to give you a big hug. You know, and uh, he there was no personal space with him, you know, he, <laughs> you know, and, but that's just the way he was. You know, he wanted to let you know that that's how he felt, you know, and uh, yeah, he was just he was passionate and genuine. Those are two big words with him, you know, and he just uh, he was all in. He yeah. was always all in. Yeah, you described uh, one of the things you said was a solar flare. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he, he was just a solar flare, you know, he was, he was burning brighter and brighter and brighter and, you know, and, and sometimes those things just don't last, you know, uh, I mean, it's out of everybody's power, you know, it, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know, you, you, you can see it happening, but nobody can control something like that, you know, mm-hmm. so but uh you know that that there's other people that are solar flares too but he was definitely our solar flare for sure yeah yeah absolutely um and you know how how do you hope to see his memory live on through you know live like landon you you said that you want to give this to people that that come through and 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 have that kind of mentality but even beyond live like landon um the foundation what what do you hope you know going forward people people see in this in this outcome you know, I think more than anything, I want them to see, you know, to live life like he lived. Yeah. You know, that's the most important thing. Uh, to go out there and and do all that you can. You know, uh, don't don't just don't just be satisfied. Don't be adequate. You know, uh, go out there and and drain your tank. You know. And when it's all over, be glad that you did, you know, that you knew that you gave it everything that you had, you know. And I think that's what the foundation is all about is is people seeing it and hearing his story and saying, maybe I can give it a little bit more, you know. Maybe I've just been coasting. Maybe I need to, you know, get a kick in the rear end and get this show on the road. And you said it had that effect on you. It did. Yeah. It did. It it really uh, refocused me on what was important, 
you know. Uh, before then, I'll admit, you know, I was probably like everybody else. We talked about that. I was coasting, you know. I mean, I was, everything was just good. I was, you know, everything was just, I was coasting, man. Comfortable. Comfortable, yes. And, and that's a dangerous word, you know, my book, now that I think about it. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you got to have that pain in your life to wake you up, unfortunately, that's a pain I, I have to live with every day, but uh, it did wake me up. It woke us all up and knew him. Yeah, I did want to touch on a bit. Um, you know, when when he did pass away, you know, you've been sharing on Instagram some of the things you've been doing and the way that you've, you know, pushed back. And, you know, you mentioned just right there that it's changed your life. Talk about some of the ways that, you know, you've been coping and spending time now that this has happened. Yeah. You know, the first thing is, is it makes you realize how important your family is you know i mean anybody that knew us as a family knew we were always all in with our kids you know i was a hundred percent behind both the boys but now even more so with cade you know i i mean uh i'll do and give him my undivided attention which i did already but even more so he i, I mean you know i value that time with him you know he's at the age now where he has his own interests and things of that nature, but I, we still have a really good time together, you know, uh, whether it's out on the boat, you know, him wake skating or me surfing or he's saying, Dad, why'd you try to jump the wake, you know, wakeboard? You knew you weren't going to make it. And I'm like, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like I got to give it a shot, man. You know, we do that and, you know, and just those kind of things uh, along with, you know, me refocusing on on reach, you know, uh, and, and really, I don't know. It's just suddenly saying I've got to do something, make I've got to do something with my life other than just coast. You know, I've got to make a difference in somebody else's life. And maybe we can do that through the foundation, you know. And I, before that, I'll be the first one to admit I, I wasn't that person, you know because I was coasting, I was comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And talking about just kind of, you know, getting out of that comfort zone and it's, it's not a comfort zone you want to step out of. Yeah. Um, but just for our audience listening, what are some of the ways you've been able to handle and deal with this grief that you've, that you've you faced? Know, um, uh, I guess Landon got me back into it years ago. He was big into CrossFit when it first came out and uh, I kind of started doing that. But then after he passed away, I really got focused on on getting back out there and lifting. And uh, it's kind of my therapy session. When I go out there, uh, you know, by myself, I'm by myself and I'm lifting. Uh, I'm, it's, it's being in the moment. When I'm in the moment, everything disappears. You know, uh, same way with when I ride my dirt bikes. You know, when you're riding, you're in the moment. And these things that I do, uh, whether it's lifting weights or riding dirt bikes or maybe I'm wakeboarding, I'm cutting in toward the wake, you know, that, that those few seconds, everything, you know, you just forget everything. You're, you're in the moment. And that doesn't mean it has to be necessarily something dangerous. Uh, for me, uh, I used to love to draw and stuff like that. And uh, the other day I started drawing and uh, when I do that, I'm in the moment, you know. 
how do you um, use and lean on other people during this time in your life? And what kind of ways can people help people in your situation? You know, if, if somebody is grieving in, in my life, how should I reach out and, and help them? What are some ways that you've felt love from other people that made a difference? Oh, we, you know, we've had so many people from so many different places reach out to us, and, you know, and uh, sometimes it's just a word or two. You know, uh, an unexpected, you know, an unexpected word, you know, uh, when you don't least expect it, you know, when you're really down, maybe somebody sending you a card, you know, or texting you a message just out of the blue. You know, those are things, especially after things kind of subside, that's when people need it the most, you know, when it's kind of like. When you're at the hospital and you're hurt, everybody's there at the hospital. Well, then you go home and maybe you're still hurt, but you had to go home, you know, to rehab and stuff, but nobody comes to see you then, you know, and you really wish they would. And that's kind of like like death, you know, with Landon is, uh, you know, after that initial gathering of people, then that's when you need those words of comfort from other people. And we've gotten them. Our, our, we live in a small community, and it's that has been immensely helpful. You know, I might joke about it being Mayberry RFD, but, you know, everybody's been super, super, super good. And, um, you know, as far as words of advice on how to deal with this, you just got to take it one step at a time, you know. I mean— as bad as I hate to say it, it's like Groundhog Day every day, you know. So you just wake up and you you put your best foot forward and you lean into it and you give it your best and try to live like Landon. You know, you push forward as hard as you can because, uh, you know, the only other way is not a good way. You know, if you're not leaning into it, pushing forward, going for all you got, it'll overwhelm you. So that's my way. Now, I'm not going to say it works for everybody, but that that's worked for me, yeah. you know. And I think, you know, if you can keep yourself focused on other things, you know, uh, maybe things they were involved in, maybe things that you've always been involved in, but just really refocusing, you know, and, and concentrating on that, that helps a whole lot, you know. But... uh yeah, his his passing was like I said it it really uh was a set down come to Jesus type deal, you know, hey, uh I need to do something here, you know. So yeah. that's what what I've been doing. Yeah, and so many other people have felt that too. Yeah. You know that that definitely kicked a lot of people in the gear for sure. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of people wrote us letters and stuff like that saying that, you know, that that has helped them. Not, not in a bad way, but just helped them really regain focus. Like you, like we said, I know I've used that word five or six different times, but that's it, you know. And uh, I, I'm glad that it has helped people. If nothing else has come out of it, you know. Yeah, and you, you mentioned you've been focusing. So we've been talking about reach, and you've been focusing on reach. What are some of the learnings that you've had? You know, going back and and now building reach and, and doing that endeavor. What are some of the, the learnings you've had building, building up reach? Uh, patience. 
<laughs> that that's something that I wasn't used to. Uh, I wasn't, you know. Uh, everybody that knows me knows that I'm I'm fairly patient, but not on that scale that I was used, you know, used to. And uh, so that was huge patience, and you know, finding a good infrastructure of people to help you. That that was something that I really hadn't had to do before because we always, you know, we all, it's always been a family business, you know. So the infrastructure was always there. It was a given, you know. And so reaching out to people for help is something I wasn't used to, you know. And so that that real was real learning, learning point, you know. I didn't know about, you know, a lot of this stuff. I'm an older guy, you know, I'm 59. So by reaching out to the younger community and saying, help, I need help, you know, uh, they all stood, you know, they all had, without hesitation said, yes, we'll help. So I've learned a lot of that. I've learned how to be humble, you know, by getting involved in this because I'm usually the first guy in the room to say, I don't understand. Dumb it down now. You know, <laughs> this is over my head. Uh, and I wasn't used to saying that, but uh, I learned humility a whole lot too. You know, I'm still learning it every day. And, uh, but learning also how to be positive about things. You know, if something doesn't work out, you know, uh, you don't give up on it. You just try a different route, you know. Being flexible too was something that, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm learning too. I'm learning a lot of things from doing this that I had never learned before. Yeah, how does that feel? That is that is that a good feeling? To, it is because it's it's you know you're growing and like you said that focus helps with the yes it is sometimes it's uh it's exciting it, it really is it, it's really exciting at times you know that that we're we're doing this, you know, that it's all becoming a reality, you know, and sometimes it's, uh, you know, some days it, it's sad that he's not here to be taking part in this, you know, so, but, uh, you know, other times it's, uh, super happy that we're making it happen. So. Makes sense. And we always, you know, we always try to end on an, on a forward-looking statement. You know, where um, is the world going, and and how are you going to be involved in that in that future? And we'd love you to just give us a forward-looking statement on where you hope reach and live like land and go into the future, um, and how you want the world to to change now that that you guys are working on these things. I want, you know, I want reach to be successful, so we can make the foundation successful. That's probably my my forward thinking. I want it to be able to help the everyday person. You know, that's another huge thing. Uh, our our bottom the main thing, and we talked about it before, and I've talked about it before, is uh, we never got back into this and restarted all this for the dollar. You know, and. When, when lose or draw, it never was about that. It was just about uh, making this dream a lot, you know, become a reality. And then if it does, 
and using it to help other people in, in ways that maybe they can't be helped, but maybe we can help them. Maybe we can find another landing out there or two or three or four. It'd be awesome if we did. Just think about it. Yeah. It'd be scary. Yeah, that would getting those kind of people in the same room. I don't know what that would look like. <laughs> yeah, but it would be awesome if we could do that. And then uh, the good that they would generate would be, you know, tenfold, maybe a hundredfold. <laughs>